You are listening to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Have you checked out their Formula helmet yet? Well, you should because Fly Racing has redefined expectations in both safety and performance with the Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, Conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula helmet to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Fly Racing Formula helmet changed the game. Jorge Prado, MXGP of Spain. Obviously your first home GP on a 450, and actually only second ever. And 1-1, one, one, first 1-1 one, one on a 450, dominant, about as dominant as you can get, I think. Two whole shots, controlled the race throughout, didn't really have any trouble. Literally a perfect day, you must be stoked. Yeah, I'm very, very happy about the race. It was just um, a perfect day. I mean, feeling good in practice. I knew the start was very important here. Track was very tricky with a lot of rats and, and some nice big jumps. Um, got two good starts, um, felt good on the... Um, physically so uh, yeah it was perfect was one be- uh, one moto better than the other for you did you feel better in one or the other um, it was a long time ago now <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say I mean it was a bit different uh, first moto I had like a little gap already since the beginning yep. pretty much like like and then second moto was like guys were pushing me a lot in the first laps till I made that gap or he made a mistake or something and and then after that it was more comfortable but anyway we still were pushing yep. and and first uh, totally different um, two models but uh both wins <laughs> one thing that was the same in both motos is sector one which was from the finish till the end of the waves you were destroying everyone oh, yeah? you were so much faster than everyone and i just kept watching you to see what you were doing different and there was nothing different you were just faster uh, did you feel that when you were riding did you know that was where you were at your strongest no, <laughs> honestly not. I knew, um, I mean, where uh, Geister made a pass yeah. in the second moto, second lap, I knew there I was losing uh, because on the first lap, just when uh, we got out of the gate, I I heard his bike very close to me in that part. So I knew he was going to make the pass there, but I also knew what I could do to pass him back. So um, I changed the line and then, uh, you know, I could keep that line for all the moto and also first model I changed a couple of lines mid model which helped me a lot physically and and also um, lap time wise I mean it was faster speaking of physically actually uh, I didn't speak to you at all in Mantova because you were hiding from me <laughs> uh, you had that crash at Mantova 3 uh, you banged up your hip and stuff didn't you so are you okay now was that still a bit painful yeah it's still a little bit painful in some movements but it's nothing that will make me go slower on the yeah. motorbike so for sure, when I do some cycling, it's still there. You feel the pain, or when I touch, you, I feel that there was a hit. So, yeah, in the week, uh, I've been training on the bike, uh, which helped me also to come here mentally and yeah. and knew and know what to expect about the hip. And uh, but yeah, it was a hard crash in Mantova, um, hitting my hip in my face. Yeah. So also in the head, I was um, uh, I got a bit damaged. Uh, let's say in the front uh, part, uh, close to the eye. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Lucky to walk away from that crash, uh, crash uh, quite safe. <laughs> yeah, that obviously was a bummer uh, because, A, you hurt yourself and also you gave up a lot of points. But yep. this was the perfect way to rebound, huh? 1-1, one, one, 
and you're back on top. Yeah, we are getting closer. I don't know how uh, right now the points um, difference uh, between myself and the guys in front, but yeah. we are getting close. I mean, going one-one is the best <laughs> I can do, and and hopefully we can keep this <laughs> going to Lomo and do that the same. So no, I'm very happy, especially here in my home soil. It's it's another, it's a totally different feeling. Yeah. Uh, speaking of totally different feeling, your home GP but no fans. So has this felt like a home GP? Obviously, there's been a lot of attention on you. Uh, like we were saying before, I think I'm the 50th person to interview you today. Uh, does it still feel special and like your home GP? Yeah, it was a lot of, you know, a lot of things to do there. Let's say the whole week and, uh, and then especially the last two days before the race was quite uh, tough with a lot of interviews going up and down. And also I was quite tired physically before, before the race, uh, mentally wise. Because, uh, yeah, from doing so much stuff, but I could uh, concentrate myself good and uh, put uh, my maximum effort in both motos. But, uh, yeah, now I get a, a week to rest and um, get a feeling back with the sand. But, yeah, of course, I mean, racing at home is, is great. And uh, last thing, obviously, this is an all-new track. No one's ridden here before. It's a man-made track, which not isn't always great, but I feel like this is a good one. Uh, it's got a bit of elevation to it. It's not too jumpy different lines the soil was quite nice i feel like this is a good track for a spanish gp i mean our, um organization here could yep. be probably the best gp um track wise was very good um it was tricky because all the rats they rip good and uh i mean different choices uh big jumps but not that many so so it's good i mean this is more like motocross different different things i mean the layout is totally different than all the tracks that go up and down up and down yeah. up and down this goes a little bit with a little bit elevation like you said and makes makes it a totally different feeling also riding wise it's it was strange i mean it was nice to have a track <laughs> like this because they copied um like you said that the elevation yeah. which normally they just destroy it <laughs> making jumps or stupid things and here they made a great job and uh, actually one more thing uh, going into Lommel which is kind of like your other home GP you've got an incredible record at Lommel over the years obviously first time at 450 but there's no reason why you can't have more 1-1s on the way you're definitely in a good place at the moment well we will see I mean Lommel will be a tough one um, I need to get there um, foot on the ground and, and it's another race weekend I mean I won today, but next weekend it's uh, something different. Uh, we will try to do our best and hopefully um, get some good points to regroup in the championship. Yeah, Calvin Vlanderin, uh, MXGP of Spain, 14-14 on the day, I think. I know you got seven points each time, I think that's 14th. You were never really in a position to succeed. And once again, for the seventh race in a row, we had a track that wasn't great to pass on. So... I don't know, you're obviously not stoked on your results, but I almost feel like I'm waiting for you to get that shot near the front, which you had at Mantova and proved that top five's easy for you. So we just need that consistently, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, today wasn't the, the, the plan going for 14-14. Uh, Second, well, first moto, I, um, I, I struggled a lot with arm pump. Also in, in qualifying, I struggled with arm pump. And then second moto, I felt like I was riding a little bit better. But um, I, I went down and, and a few guys bought me, so I was 14, lonely and 14 there. But it's uh, obviously not what I came here for. Um, but the bottom, bottom of it, I just need more time on hard pack. I'm spending too much time in the sand, and uh, I need more time on the hard pack, especially with the 450. I think I've, I haven't even done a, a proper test with suspension for the, for the hard pack. So 
yeah, this is one thing that I'll need to work on in the winter and coming in and coming into next year, I know what I need to work on. And uh, like you say, in Montevideo, we had some good uh, good results, one top five, which felt quite easy just to to, uh, to get a good start and to run up front. Like it's 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 nice. Like the, the racing is so, so one line and the, the riders are so like the same level. Yeah. So it's when you get it, when you, when you get a good start, it just helps so much and you kind of follow the guys in front and, and uh yeah, it was it was nice to get a top five and uh, and a top ten finish, but obviously we want to get more of those, and I think uh, I'll have some redemption to do in in Lommel this coming uh, week. Uh, you mentioned not having much hard pack time. The more I now randomly think about that, maybe it makes sense because obviously we had lockdown, and then we came ish out of lockdown, but you could still only ride around your house, which is all sand, and then we went racing, and we've been flat out ever since. So. Yeah. I guess it makes complete sense that you haven't actually had much time on Harpak. Oh, 100%. And, and probably no one knows about this, but the week before Faenza, I went to uh, to France and I had a really big crash and I tore my ACL. What? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I guess in your ACL is still torn then. <laughs> my ACL is completely gone. I don't have an ACL on my right knee. So every time I'm taping it, and Faenza was really a struggle. I didn't know if uh, I was going to ride or, or get surgery done. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, I'm still it's still stable and the doctors are happy with it so I don't need to have surgery I just need to I, it was just literally like I nursed it for the whole of Fienza and uh, that's also put me like I haven't been on the bike during the week because it's kind of just resting and recovering and then in Montevideo I had another crash and I hurt my hip um, and your eye and my eye <laughs> during the Wednesday so um, it's just yeah it's, it's been tough now with um, it's a busy busy end of the season we got to be fit for the races, but so and also during the week you can't really do much much bike time uh, riding. So that's also been tough. Uh, haven't spent much time on the hot pack, all in the sand, like you say. So one thing is for sure, we we healthy now, well, not hundred yeah. percent, but I feel I feel good and and uh, I'm I will be ready for Lomo. Uh, maybe you don't even know this yet, but is your ACL one of those things where you can go the rest of your career without it? Like there are some riders here and in America who have just gone their entire lives never getting the ACL fixed. Do you know what the situation is with that yet? Uh, yeah, the doctor said like that I probably could go a whole whole life without it unless I feel like this it's not stable or whatever. Then we have to get it checked again. But at the moment, it's stable and and feeling pretty good. So uh, I'm I just tape it up every time every time I go ride, and I don't even think about it anymore when I'm on the track. So that's uh, one good thing. But uh, in Vienna, putting my leg out in those in those deep ruts, that was mentally mentally a challenge. Uh, before we get on to today a bit more your season as a whole we haven't spoke since uh, Latvia I think yeah I think since the first Latvia Mm. first Latvia was obviously promising since then the positives have kept on coming maybe not obvious so that everyone would see it but people who follow lap times qualifying times Mm -hmm. just the little details it's quite clear that once the whole package kind of comes together you're an easy 450 contender for top fives every week or whatever like if you got on the podium before the end of the season, okay, maybe I would be surprised now that this ACL things happen. <laughs> but before I found before I found out about that, I wouldn't have been surprised because the pieces are there. Yeah, the pieces are there. I just need to put them together. I feel like I have potential. I have shown it. Um, I just haven't really put it together um, properly. I won f- top five moto in Montevideo was was nice, but I feel like I, I can even do more, and I, I want more as well. So this uh, was. One one thing for me this year is mentally has been really tough. Yep. Um, knowing, like the the big names when they when I see them in front of me, it's tough to even though I feel sometimes faster, it's tough to pass them. Whereas if uh, a rider that I was battling with in two fifties, like if he passes me, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pass him back directly, you know, and that's no problem. It's just the 
mentally it's it's tough like in the Dutch championships I um I passed Arminus and then in my head now I know okay I can pass Arminus you know so that's it's just I need to pass Paul Ann one time and then I know okay I can I can pass him well was it the same with Paul Ann today obviously that second moto you two were kind of yo-yoing for the whole time mm-hmm. yeah exactly and I think it's just experience in the class and and to stay stay healthy and stay um stay fit is is uh is the goal for this year and I think that uh, we, we've been we showed up at every single round and uh, maybe we can get even a top 10 finish in the world championship at the end of the year so You've got to look as well, the start of the season, which no one will remember because it's literally 20 years ago now. It was rough even before you got to the first race, obviously injuries, a late start, all of that. First two rounds were eventful and then you've come back and you're now kind of in a solid place. So even that, you've come so far already and the progress isn't stopping yet. So. No, 100%. I, uh, if I look back at, at Falkenswald in England, I, it was a really terrible, terrible result and my riding was also really bad. I didn't feel comfortable at all. And, and if I look now, okay, not today, but if I look in Montevo and, uh, and Latvia and things like that, I think uh, I've definitely improved a lot and um, yeah, there's definitely potential and, and hopefully next year I can be up there consistently in this, inside the top 10. That's, that's my goal. And, you know, at the end of the day, my goal is to be in three years battling for the world, world title. And, and every year I just want to get better and better and better. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my goal. You mentioned the mentality thing. Did the fifth place in Mantova do a lot for you with that? Or did it not because you didn't pass everyone to get there? Like, do you actually need to pass them to physically have that change? Or does just beating them do the job? <laughs> it definitely helped. Like, obviously, getting a good start and, and battling with them. Well, I didn't really battle with them in that, in that moto, but one thing is when you pass them it, you do, it does change something yeah. mentally for me so it didn't really change much but it definitely it definitely helped and uh, last thing obviously brand new track today everyone's pretty positive about it obviously man made track when we come to one of these everyone immediately just buries their head in the sand and thinks it's going to be terrible we had elevation it was a bit technical in spots uh, dirt got quite chewed up mm-hmm. it was decent right like as far as man made yeah. tracks go this is like we can come back here <laughs> 100% 100% I, I think it was a good racetrack um, obviously a little bit one line I feel like some places they can maybe uh, mix it up a little bit with two lines yeah. or a little, an outside berm or something just to, to create some pl- passing opportunities I think there was about two places on the track where you could pass but honestly uh, it was a good track good race track and uh, yeah I look forward to coming back here in the future yeah, Valentin Guillo MXGP of Spain <laughs> obviously look it's been a rough go for you not many people actually knew why but it turns out you've got some kind of stomach illness that was dragging on forever. <laughs> now getting better, and today you definitely look more like yourself out there, closer to the top 10, which is where you belong. You, you don't belong outside the points. I don't think anyone thinks that. So definitely going forward. Yeah, from uh, middle of July, I was really struggling. I was every day tired and, and painful, like muscle, muscles painful. And uh, yeah, no energy, nothing. And also losing focus on the bike and... I was like, yeah, what's happened? Because I, I train really hard to, to be to be fit, and uh, then we we start racing uh, like uh, in in Kegums, and I was like, yeah, there is something wrong. I was thinking maybe it's the stress of the race, yeah. but more I was going in, in in the time in the weeks, more I was tired and like walking or just walking up the stairs, I had pain at my legs, and I was. Like there is something. Then we we make a lot of uh, of blood uh, check, and we were thinking from a virus, something like this, and we didn't find it. 
and then uh, we say yeah, there is something strange, strange on them. And uh, like I tried to race in Faenza, but it was yeah. it was way too much. So then I just missed these two races, and um, and then we found out the problem in the, sto in the stomach, and um, that gave me all that that mess in my body. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, ten, yeah, two two three weeks that I start the treatment, and yep. it go better and better, and uh, I can see it like just. Just a focus. I, I I can be more focused. Uh, also, I'm, I'm I'm yeah I'm, I I have less pain at my muscles and legs and so that's quite positive. Um, uh, and then yeah, uh, it was it was a good day, uh, good first moto, uh, long time eleven and then till yeah six minutes to the end I start to slow down a little bit. I, I was a bit tired but. Um, yeah, I was quite happy to finish 12th and um, the problem, I had quite a lot of pain uh, in my stomach after the, the, the first race, so second race was quite tough. After yeah, 10 minutes, I was uh, really going going down. So, But anyway, I finished uh, 12th and uh, 16. It's it's going better and better, so that's the most important. I guess it was frustrating for you when you were doing the tests and you couldn't find anything because you know how it goes. People say stuff online, they see your results, and they're like, well, Valentin is just a 25th place rider now. And you must have been like, no, seriously, there's something seriously wrong with me. I just don't know what it is. Like, it must have been frustrating. Yeah, it was really tough. Also, like, with, with everyone around me, you know, when you are pushing and pushing in one moment, everything almost go go down yeah. st slow and uh, like stop we were thinking yeah maybe it's the head and I was like no it's not my head I'm sure it's not my head I'm, I want to train and I can't it's it's not coming from from my head and it was really tough with all the people around and, and uh, for sure my fan and, and everything but um, yeah, I knew it that it was not coming from myself no. like it was really a problem so that's quite cool that we found out and um and uh, yeah, I hope that I can do some good result in uh, in the sand that to show that I have the skill, just yeah. that I'm still short physically because of, of the virus. But um, yeah, we will see. We will see. It's cool. I guess the plan for Lomo is just try to be as smart as possible. Pick when you need to push, pick when you need to relax. And hopefully you'll get through the week without too much of a setback, I guess. Because as you build yourself up, I guess the worst thing to happen would be to set yourself back again. Yeah, that's true, and uh, also I, I wish that uh, I will be in one good day because, like uh, example, after Mantova, uh, on Monday I was feeling good, yeah. and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday I was really bad, like painful in all my body, and I I, I wasn't able to train. I was trying to to go run, but 45 minutes, but after 20 minutes I had to stop because even walking was painful. So. I wish that uh, in Lomel I'm feeling uh, I'm in a good day. Yeah. I can recover recover very well and um, and then try to to do my best and uh, to show that uh, I have some good skill in the in the sand. Uh, two more quick things. Obviously, brand new track here, man-made. Uh, I feel like when anyone whenever anyone hears about a man-made track, they automatically go, "Oh, it's terrible." This is better though than some of the ones we've seen, right? It's got elevation. It was quite technical in spots. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, uh, what's good is the temperature was quite uh, really good, like 20 degrees, it's perfect to, to race. Um, then the track is not too bad. It's, uh, it, it's quite technical, just what I'm always a little bit um, 
not pissed about that, but the, the guys who built the track, yep. they want to make too much bumps. There is just one straight, it's the, it's the pit lane there, where it's flat, yep. otherwise everywhere there is one bumps, one bumps and jump in the corner and, and that's the problem, it, it only goes a bit on one line. But uh, otherwise, no, it's quite good. The dirt, uh, it's good. Uh, we, we, they, they rip it well. Uh, they put good water, not too much. No, it was good. They, they did a good job. So, so that's quite cool. And uh, last thing, I believe you're on a one-year deal. So is that stressful for you? Obviously, you've already been out of MXGP once. So the last thing you want to do is go back there, I guess. Um, yeah, only one-year deal. Uh, we will see, we're going to speak uh, with the team what they want to do with me next year, uh, if they want to continue. Uh, but for sure I'm free for next year. And, uh, and uh, we will see. <laughs> yeah, Adam Sturry, MXGP of Spain. I think, I was thinking about this in Pilane, I feel like you're on a point scoring streak at the moment. You were last time I checked. Today was another step forward. I think you were comfortably top 15 when you stayed upright. So we kind of talked about it in Latvia the progress with this team was going to take a little while to show, but now I feel like it's coming through. Yeah, definitely. Um, the goal after I punched my lung was to come back and score points. Of course, a few people have dropped out since then, so it's made it a little bit easier, but I think I've scored points in every motor since I've been back. And um, Yeah, I, I, didn't, I rode a couple of times before Mantua. Went straight there after my punctured lung, so um, not been too bad. Raced myself back into shape. Felt really good this morning. Um, Actually, I had a freak instant this morning with my bike. I don't, I don't know if you heard of that. No, do you want to, are we saying this on the microphone or off the microphone? Microphone is on. Probably not, but I thought you might have known. But I did not know anything. I just had a little tip over and the, and the bars broke. Oh, um, everyone's really stoked to hear that, I'm sure. Don't, uh, don't put that as the headline. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, that was a freak thing this morning. Jumped on my spare bike, but felt really good this morning. First moto. I've been struggling with arm pump quite a lot in the first moto, so I don't know whether that's just because I've done quite a few races now but not loads and loads yeah. and I think sometimes I revert back to like riding like a 250 if I get under a, like if I crash and make a mistake and I start panicking and I think I ride it a bit like a 250 and that's why I pump up but second moto was I was dreadful the first two laps and then ended up getting back to 15th so quite happy with that I just need to need to get out with the front boys I feel like I'm I'm faster than the group that I'm in but well this is the thing you've spent a lot of time around Dylan Walsh I feel he got a start. You kind of sh- he kind of showed what he can do. You haven't had that opportunity yet. I don't feel like you could probably do something similar, or at least show something. But you're always 14th back. Yeah, I'd like to do something similar, but ideally stay on. <laughs> um, Ooh. <Ooh-hoo. laughs> <laughs> nah, he's done. He's done. He's done a great job. Um, yeah, of course, good starts and riding up the front with the front boys. That's what I want to do, and that's where I need to improve. So. Um, that's what we'll try and take to Lommel. Lommel's one of my favourite GPs, and I feel like there's a lot more pass- passing opportunities and a lot of places to make time. Oh my god, we've not had any passing for like um, three months. Like this is—I don't know what's going. I thought this track would be decent for passing. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so did I when you look at it. But then I—I f- I feel like I feel like it's the way they prep the berms on the outsides and stuff because I feel like it's a builder or something that's just building the berms because they're just completely square. Yeah. Like coming into pit lane in time practice, you were literally hitting a brick wall yeah. until everyone started cutting more and then, inside. And then at Mantua as well, when you go up the hills and down, the the one eighties, yeah. the berm starts like a quarter of the way around the corner. So to be able to make it a fifty fifty line, 
you need that first part of the berm yeah. to carry the speed around the outside and without that there you can't come in fast enough yeah. so I feel like if they sort the outside berms out at least there'll be some 50-50 lines but here it was just like follow the leader and yeah that's why the start was crucial and that's where I need to improve uh, talk me through your Boutron battle in Moto2 go um, yeah well it ended up with him going down uh, a few cuts on my arm big um, whatever tyres he uses down the side of my arm uh, yeah I hit I hit him once I thought it was a fair pass uh, I made a mistake he got back past me I made a pass again again I thought it was a fair pass and at the end of the weeps just he just decided to kamikaze it at me but I managed to stay on he didn't so um, it is what it is it's racing whatever um, yeah I'm, I'm looking past that and I need to be up with them front boys uh, what did you think of the track here honestly it's man made obviously and everyone obviously I've said obviously like a million times here oh well it's man made so everyone immediately jumps to the conclusion that it's shit but we have actually got elevation here I doubt that comes across on TV it was quite technical a few sections were copied from Qatar two rollers out of the first corner two rollers after the finish but I feel like it's good ish I feel like I think it's the best man-made track we've had so far. I don't think you can get much better, can you? No, it's almost if if it wasn't fifty meters away from the Cathlon, you wouldn't say it's really man-made. To be honest, yeah. it's it, it like you said. I don't know whether it shows on the TV. It does have some elevation, some nice jumps. Um, it's not too jumpy either. Like there's what there's four or five straights in a row where you're just going up, down, up, down. Yeah, I thought the track layout was really good. Um, I just don't know why it was so one-lining, but. I guess maybe because it's Spain, it couldn't get rotated yeah. hard enough and make deeper ruts. I don't know, but um, yeah, definitely one of the best man-made tracks we've had, better than like Indonesia and stuff like that. So yeah, all positive from my side. And uh, last thing, uh, six rounds to go now. Some good tracks for you coming up. I'm guessing you'd like to sneak into the top ten at some point, or at least eleventh, twelfth, just something where you're like in the top ten mix. Yeah, definitely. I just want to be battling with that next group, like um, from fourteenth to to eighth or whatever that there seems to be that next group you have the front guys then you have another group and then there's the other group so I just want to bridge the gap to there I need to get away with them in the first few laps and um, I'm sure I've got the speed to run there and that's what I want to do yeah, Mitch Evans MXGP of Spain uh, emotional interview our last one of the year because you're done uh, crashed over the big doubles before the second to last corner uh, first moto and done your wrist in I guess so talk us through it yeah just uh misjudged it a little bit missed the acceleration bumps before and had a little bit more speed than normal and just yeah over jumped it the impact was so hard forks bottomed out and blew both hands off the handlebars and kind of just let her right into the fence kind of thing and um yeah kind of knew straight away that it was broken so just got up and head back to the pits and um got some x-rays and yeah confirmed it was broken so we head back to milan tomorrow and see get some more scans and see um see what exactly has happened and what we can do to fix it and uh and look forward to next year this is uh, way too early to ask this but you've just made me think um obviously shoulder was a big thing you went back to australia covid as well with something smaller like this you're going to go home or you just going to stick around in europe no i think with if i were to go back to australia i would have to quarantine for two weeks i we looked at it a little bit, but you have to stay in a hotel and, you know, I can get rehab here and whatnot. And I, I will be moving places as well, so I think um, it'll be just stay here in Europe. Uh, let's stick to the positives for a little bit. That first moto, what, it was only four laps before you crashed, but what a four laps. You were going forward, definitely. And 
who knows, you're all over Prado. Maybe if you'd got in, the story would have turned out differently, but you definitely had the pace to do that. Yeah, definitely. I felt really good right from the start. And I mean, I was P1 for almost the whole session in qualifying. And I came to this track and I, when I walked it yesterday, I knew it was, it was kind of like Metal Basin, just on a smaller scale. And, and yes, yeah, so I felt really good straight away and got off to a not so good start, but made some passes really fast and just, yeah, felt comfortable and was just pushing forward. And yeah, and then made a few mistakes and Tim and Feb got me, but I wasn't too worried. I was just going to settle back in and make a charge a bit later on. And yeah, just a silly mistake, kind of. Don't don't really know why it happened or what, but it's what it is. Eh? I feel like we need to clarify one part of it because I think it was on TV. You came up short the lap before you crashed. You didn't then crash because you came up short and were like, I don't know how fast to hit this jump. That wasn't it. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, I come up short the lap before because Fev made a mistake and then he come up short. And if I had a kept going at normal speed, I would have landed into the back of him. So I had no choice and had to come up short. But that had nothing to do with crashing it just uh off the normal line that i'd normally take and just misjudged it and uh more positives your deal's finally been announced you can finally talk to me about that enough of your stupid games uh multi-year deal they didn't say how many years it was i'm guessing you're not going to tell me that either yeah free i'm going to guess free i was told not to say how long, uh, is it but, really a secret but i i seen on one website that it was they mentioned how hrc many. put out that it was a multi-year deal and that was it probably another website made it up that's kind of how things go in europe yeah i don't know so, so you're not going to tell me that but your st- multi-year deal is a good thing not a one-year deal like you had this year so exactly. hrc great stuff happy days Exactly, mate. So you got to put up with me for a bit longer. But Well, I was going to thank you for putting up with me because this is our last interview of the year. So if I'd known, I would have bought a cake, balloons. They were just playing We Are The Champions. That could have worked nicely oh, with the ambience. But Maybe you can invite me to England and I can come over and we can have... I would love to see your reply if I invited you to England. I'd imagine it would take two weeks and then after two weeks it would say something like, Nah. <laughs> Oh, who knows? i got some time on my hands now. I'll be so in Belgium if you want to hang out next okay, week. Yeah, no, I'm kind of glad. We missed the rain there and cold weather. So, uh, Well, actually, you skipped Lommel last year yeah, as well, so when are you going to pop your Lommel cherry? You know what? I haven't even actually ridden Lommel yet. So really? No, surely not. No, Every, everyone rides Lommel. You're yeah, a GP rider. I know, so maybe I have to... Maybe it's a sign. Maybe i just got to go and ride Lommel, and then I'll be good, and I won't miss it every year. Or maybe you're just doomed to never go to Lommel and the sooner it comes off the schedule, the better. Come on, mate. What, what is this interview? You I don't know. You've turned it off track. No. I'll bring it back positive again. That's fine. Okay. Uh, you are hot commodity in MXGP, I think it's fair to say. Even after the first round, you obviously proved a lot there. HRC signed you. Was there other interest from other teams? Were you genuinely hot property? First of all, thank you, mate. That's, yes. that's You need to pick me up. That's very nice coming from you. But, uh, yeah, there was a bit of interest from other teams, so we weren't too worried about um, what was going to be for next year. Well, I guess it's HRC as well, so, yeah, there was interest from other teams, but this is the place to be, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and this new bike's really good, and we have already built a one-year relationship with them, already had, um, you know, the bike sorted, so it was my first priority to stay here. So I'm happy to, to be staying here. All right, well, that's it. Last interview of the year. Any closing words to the fans or anything? Just, oh, just 
Thanks, everyone, for... Including me or not including yeah, me? Yeah, of course, thanks. Okay. Everyone sticking by me. It's been... We do try, we do try. Very high and very low years uh, throughout the year, but no. We'll uh, learn a lot and we'll come back and, and be strong for next year, so thanks. Hey, uh, Thomas Olsen, MXGPS Spain. Uh, third overall in the day, decent GP. I feel like you had to speed to win, though, but starts killed you, which I guess that's a problem everyone who's bigger like you runs into in the MX2 class, but speed was good. Yeah, exactly, like, uh, starts are killing me pretty much. Um, uh, I feel like I'm getting, like, the drop is not too bad. This time I was, like, next to Vial, so he pretty much gets every whole shot, so he closed me off a bit, and, um, no, like, that first mode I felt so good, and, like, just riding calm and, and easy, like, after the motor, I was, like, it wasn't even tough yeah. on me, you know, so I was, like, ah. Oh, I thought second moto for sure was going to be my moto. Uh, I knew I knew how uh, important the start was, but we were just I was like banging bars with so many guys like up to start. Jet even went down, um, and yeah, like the track changed quite a bit in my opinion from first moto to second moto, and it was wet and slippery, and <laughs> I was I was not really comfortable on that to be honest. Like I was just. Uh, making too many mistakes and like uh, Watson gapped me a bit and I was fighting all motors to just get back on his, his rear wheel so I felt like that first motor I was riding easy you know and that second motor I was just fighting for my life and it's funny how that ends up you know like second in the first one then seven in the, in the second one but uh, let's say overall I'm, I'm happy because we can leave from here like we take the positives and go on can make more pro- uh, progress let's say with with a start to the season like I had, then then it's also important for me now to like build and like go away from every weekend healthy also. Well this is the thing actually, you had a disaster start of the season, two injuries, you actually could get third in the points, which yeah. that would be a nice reward for a horrible start of a season. Yeah it would and that's also why I'm a bit disappointed with that second one because I could have picked on up some, some good points but um No, we just uh keep keep going for it i would say like keep uh keep practicing hard and uh you got a big a big, a big one there that's fine show must go on oh, okay. yeah, for, show must go sure. on. <laughs> if i pass out then you know why <laughs> yeah. i actually have no idea what that is that's what the, okay show yeah. must go on yeah um it's crawling now uh, yep uh, it's go. gone go. okay <laughs> now the show can go on <laughs> uh where was i um third in the points nice reward yeah that would be a nice bonus also for myself and uh, and stuff like that. So no, I'm, it's a, it's it's nice to have a goal like that actually, like something to chase again. And uh, it's it's a bit difficult when you come in and the goal is to win the world championship and then that pretty much get gets thrown out the window. So uh, it's nice to have like something to be motivated for. And uh, other than that, like I can put I can like pretty much be motivated for each moto. So. It's not the big problem, but I'm really going for that third place. I guess the frustration with getting out of the gate with guys like Vial, who are half your size, maybe even smaller than that, I guess that's maybe part of the reason why you're quite excited about a move to MXGP, where you're actually even with everyone else? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like, I have never done a start on a 450, so... <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Oh, no. Oh, it's, it's back. Brilliant. It's back on the mo- microphone now. Um... Now I think also just like being on the on the on the 250 for for that long, it's uh, it's gonna be nice with the change and a new challenge, new, um, yeah, 
new most most of the things you know like new challenges and stuff like that so i'm looking forward to that and i've been testing the 450 a little bit like a couple a uh, while ago and yeah that was that was some fun days too how yeah how'd you feel on the 450 then i didn't know you've been testing it uh, how's that gone uh posi- first signs positive i guess yeah like just like uh i think the bike suits me quite well like always been a guy that rides like uh, quite low rpms so i would I obviously adjusted to the 250 uh, factory bike, but it's going to be a, a new way of riding, I think, and I'm ready for that. And uh, last thing, all new track here, obviously man-made. Uh, when people hear man-made, I think they think of Indonesia, Qatar. This was better than that, though, wasn't it? We've got elevation, quite technical in spots, jumpy, but not too jumpy. You had, like, four or five straights there where it was just flat. I feel like this is a good man-made track. Yeah, I, f- I feel so, too, and also, like, even Imola also been good, but I think this track is even better. I can't that. get on board with Imola being good. No, no you're on your own now. <laughs> yeah, but this, I'm, I'm on this track that it's better. It's better, yeah, for sure. And like the ground, I, I think the ground was awesome. You know, like such a fun track. Yeah. You know, like when we're racing, we really get caught up in that. But let's say to come here and practice, like how the track was this morning, I think that would be really fun. Could throw a lot of whips. Yeah, yeah Conrad Muse, MXGP of Spain. Obviously, the day had a lot of promise and the end result isn't what you wanted, but still, there's so many positives to take from it and this is just another race in the, what, seven race streak now of positives? Like, first pole position ever and not just pole position, like, decimated everyone. First moto was great, second moto was a bit fucked, but still, good day, I think. Yeah, no, overall it was a really good weekend. Like, straight away in qualifying, I felt really good on the track. Um... And I was kind of, I'd done my fast lap at the start. I think I was 0.4 faster. Um, but I knew I could still perf- perfect a little, uh, a few sectors and things like that. So I was waiting, waiting, and then someone went faster. So I um, gave it another go. And yeah, I, I, I got pole by quite, uh, quite a margin than it is nowadays anyway. So, so I felt really good on track. Um, first moto, I had a great start. I was in third. Um, in Bosram, he had a tip over in a third turn. Um, and I got stuck in his bike, unfortunately. Um, but I came from about 10th to back to 4th so I was happy with that like if you had told me that a few weeks ago I'd have been over the moon but it was frustrating the position I was in but I was happy with it um, second moto didn't get such a great start um, I think I was in about 14th, 15th um, but I was confident the way I was riding and the lines I had I was confident that I was going to move forward um, until uh, a rider crashed in front of me on the first lap actually and I had nowhere to go and I hit his bike and went over the bars. Um, got back to the bike because so I could, picked it up in the bars and wheels and everything was just bent up. So I had to roll around for the rest of the lab. I couldn't do any jumps. Um, and then I came into pit lane, straightened it all out. And by that time, I was, what, 20, 30 seconds yeah. behind last place. So it was always going to be difficult from there. Um, but I put on a charge. I was still riding good and um, I managed to get back to 12th, I think it was. But... Um, Overall, like the riding was really good all weekend, and the overall result could have been completely different if I just got a bit of luck on the first few laps and there wasn't people crashing in front of me. But uh, like you said, pole, uh, you knew you could go faster, you did it. But also on the last lap, you had another little stab at it. I think you went uh, fastest in sector two, had your personal best in sector one. You missed out by like two tenths, but you actually had the two fastest laps of the session. So like. It was clear you had it all in you, and I'm guessing going to the line for Moto One, like confidence was maybe the highest it's ever been. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? That last lap would have actually been faster again. Um, I overshot the double on the last sector and uh, ran wide out of the track. So come back on the track, and um, but yeah, that for sure would have been quicker again. But like I said, I just felt great. I felt really good, and 
I had confidence and we've done a lot of hard pack riding over the over like the last few months of lockdown and things like that so and it paid off this weekend and um yeah the everything was everything was kind of in place for for a solid weekend and it was just a few mistakes but um I'm going to continue to work hard and it's showing like we're a consistent top runner now um in Latvia I couldn't even get inside the top 20 now I've just come from last to 12 so we are definitely making improvements um and for me this is putting everything in place and getting everything dialed in to have a solid solid season next year yeah considering second motor how far back you were the fact that everything was bent up coming through to what 12th it wasn't exactly the easiest to pass out there maybe a tiny bit better than Mantova but it's not like it's going to be at Lommel like I feel like that progress was pretty good as well all things considered yeah for sure um I think one of the teams said that on the for the first four or five laps when I was on my own trying to catch the last place I was the fastest man on track so it was um I was feeling good and, and like I said it was just that crash that kind of messed me up and I couldn't believe it when I was on the floor I was like no not again but we got back up and straightened everything out and I gave it my best shot and that was um, that was all I could do today. Uh, what do you think of the track here? Obviously brand new, it's kind of Qatarish, I guess, they copied a few sections, uh, what do you think? Track was awesome, I want to stay here again next week. I want <laughs> you want to stay everywhere nowadays, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I just want to race here all the time now. Um, nah, but the track was awesome, like it was when we got here like people were like oh man made track and things like that but honestly it was awesome there was so many technical technical um aspects of the track and there was off cambers there was rollers there was doubles there was everything and um it was really technical and it, um and it caught a lot of people out including me so uh yeah but no overall it was um it was a great event and the way everything was set out here is um awesome so i uh yeah, I hope we come back here again next year. I couldn't see the big triple down the bottom from where I was <laughs> stood, but did you do it at all? And if you didn't, did you think about it? I think the Alan Gertz started pulling it in a second moto, but I don't think anyone did it before then. No, I bottled that one up. I, I won't go in for the triple, but no, it was, um, to be honest, in uh, in qualifying, I was, obviously I went P1, yep. and um, I signalled to uh, my father and uh, Stephen Sword on the side of the track saying, do I need to jump the triple? Do I need to jump it? Because if I had to yeah. jump it, I would have. Um, and they were going, no, no, no. And you're like, fuck for that. Yeah. They were going, no, don't jump it, don't jump it. So I was like, all right, okay, no worries. So, but to be honest, I don't think there was that much time to be saved doing it. Yeah. Um, it looked cool and it would have got a good Instagram video. But um, but yeah, it was um, keeping it low and then jumping out of the last one, I think, was um, was the safest way this weekend. And then uh, last thing, like you say, you've done a lot of hard pack riding lately, but Lommel is still your bag. So I guess going into three races there. Again, no reason why this positive streak can't keep on rolling. Well, forever, really. No, definitely. Lommel's um, one of my favourite places. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back in the sand. Um, I'm going to have a good week in Belgium this week. And, uh, yeah, we're going to um, gonna get back to it. And like I said, I'm, I love the hard pack and I've done a lot of hard pack riding, but sand is still my favourite, you know. So we're looking forward to getting in Lommel and um, hopefully keep clawing some points back.